0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: Hey guys, welcome along to Friday's Double Tap. It is the 23rd of December, almost Christmas time, and the chill is in the air? I don't know, something kind of like Charles Dickens, I guess,
0: you would insert here. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now here's your hosts Stephen Scott and Sean Preece.
1: I was trying to go for like a kind of Charles Dickens type thing, you know, like it, on a, a cold long week, winter Stephen, night. And I, I know. I know what I was trying to do. <laughs> oh no,
2: it was it was beautiful. I was quite touched by your festive <laughs> and beautiful words. Thank you so much.
1: Well, Hello, Stephen. You all you're right. Equally as terrifying as they were uh, beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hi. It's that's it. It's, it's nearly the end of the year. I mean uh, it's also nearly the holidays of course, Christmas time, just Mm -hmm. around the corner, a couple of days. Mistletoe and wine, yes, absolutely. Are you ready? Have you bought now listen, you and I I remember this. I took you shopping in that there London. I say I took you shopping as if I you know. No, you did. You said, "Buy what you want, mate. It's all on me." <laughs> yeah, no, I did not say that. <laughs> I, I do remember saying, "Let's go shopping and, and, take, and taking you to the most one of the most expensive cities in the world," and saying, <laughs> yes, "As a guy right. who doesn't spend a lot of money, uh, here, s- have fun, have at the city."
2: Yes, and I spoke to a uh, incredibly posh saleswoman and said, "What's your cheapest perfume?" And um, <laughs> I don't think it went down well, but
1: yes, it was an experience. I remember that so well. When was that, <laughs> 2017, 18, I think it was? Was it? Our yeah, big trip to London? Way. Yeah. One oh, of I our big that. trips, yeah. That was weird. I think that was, that was the one where I bought a sponge at 11 o'clock at night, because I had to, and you uh, had <laughs> managed to glue your shoe to the floor.
2: Yes, I superglued my uh, shoe to the carpet in my hotel room. Yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was an eventful uh, trip. Anyway, happy I, I do Christmas. love reminiscing
1: with you. <laughs> There's always something interesting to talk about. That's for sure. Um, hey, listen. <sighs> I uh, before we get into the festivities, uh, I want to say thank you to Lenovo for sending me a laptop. Yeah, they sent me a Christmas present this year. No way. Hang on. Hang on. What? Uh, I love Lenovo. Excuse Let me, me. Just say that. Never mind. What? I've done my good deed. This is. I think. Mm. You know what this is? This is karma. This is good karma. Not the bad kind, good karma. Okay, because here's what happened this year: I had uh, all these different Lenovo laptops I was using for various things, and I dished them out to the team like sweets. You you did, yeah, absolutely. I'm still using mine, and I love it, Lenovo. If you're listening, I love it. All the team at Double Tap Productions, we we got together and we we said, let's you know everyone needs a new machine, so you know we got you new machines, and, and they were all Lenovo laptops. And I gave away. My treasure trove of toys, um, and you want it back? That and I, was I did. I was, I was so I was so <laughs> angry that I'd given away the the best laptops I'd ever had. Oh, um, so cool that one I've got. That
2: Windows Hello. I'm sorry, that's a game changer. I love that. Just and and by the way, if you set up different profiles and Windows Hello for each profile, you don't even have to choose who's signing in. As soon as you lift it up and turn it, you know, lift the lid and turn it on, it recognizes you and logs you into your account. Oh, really? It is. So cool. Wow, that's pretty
1: cool. Yeah, that is. Is, that is cool. That is very cool. Uh, yeah, so Lenovo sent me this. This is my good karma. This is my good deed of the year being paid off. And my wife says to me, what do you want for Christmas? I said, don't bother, dear, because Lenovo has The other love of my life has already got me a present. <laughs> Mrs. Lenovo sent me this beautiful <laughs> laptop.
2: <laughs> so what is it? What did you get?
1: It's a ThinkPad T14 Generation 2. Oh, that sounds nice. I have no idea what it is, but it sounds nice. So it's last year's edition. Um, It is an i5 processor. It is running, it's got 16 gig gig RAM. I'm not sure what the hard drive is. I've not even turned it on yet, because I just opened it before we started. Wow. And um, yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous. But of course, you know, did that thing that you do, obviously. What do you do whenever you get a new laptop? (sighs) Oh, yeah, smell it. Smell the Nice smell, Mm. yeah, absolutely. Uh, So I open it up, and... Here I am with the keyboard. Definite difference in the keyboards it's in the version that I <gasps> sent to you. I don't you. think it's got an insert key, that version. If you it want does. to send it on to me, it I don't does. mind. No, oh. it does. It's got an insert key. It's got a separate home key. It's got a separate end key or delete key. Oh, oh, oh. It's got that beautiful Lenovo keyboard. And listen, we let you really, hear the keys. Hang on. So quiet. Yeah, but uh, you so don't like that. My, my noise gate and my microphone can't even pick up on it. Yes, you, you like those clunky keys. So yeah, I, I that, do, that's but not going to work for you. But, you but I have to do. say, there's something about Lenovo laptops and their keyboards. They've just, they have got it right. You know, I think Lenovo have keyboards right in the same way that Apple has keyboards right now. They do now. There was a yes. period of time they didn't. Um, but, you know, they got it right again. Uh, but this is a great computer. And, you know, the thing about Lenovo... ThinkPads in particular—they are—they are incredibly boring-looking laptops, and I love them for that. You know, there's no fancy mm, here. Well, there's no, no, you, you no things that. that get broken, things that you know but, fall well, to bits, made of glass. You know titanium, so all gets scratched. This well, is a—you live a on a solid.
2: You live on piece a different level. My my usual cheapo laptops, you know, plastic, creaky, and whatever. Um, I gotta say the Lenovo. Yes, you're right. It's still got that sort of business, uh, not design, but Mortis. yeah. But I mean, it's a small form factor. The one you sent me, it's really nice. I, I think it's it's solid. It feels nice, and yeah, I really like it. It performs great as well.
1: And you know just gotten it, Sean? I'm, I'm you know, mm-hmm. again, I look at my MacBook Air sitting over here, brand new uh, M2 MacBook Air. I've got two USB Cs on the side. I think we've got a headphone port there as well. Um, that's it. That is it. Yes. Uh, this thing has got everything. It's got HDMI. It's got yeah, it's actually got USB-A ports. I mean, remember them? Oh, I love them still. Yes, absolutely. Um, a USB-C for charging. It's, it's also got that kind of weird dock port that I never really understand what it's for. It, or you can plug a USB-C dock. into it. Yeah. Mm. Um. You've got a headphone port, of course. Um. You've got something else in there. I'm not quite sure, sure what that is. Well, it might be, a nice, might, be a, might be a micro SD. <clears throat> oh, um, wow. Uh, you've also got, I think it is, and you've also got on the other side uh, an actual Ethernet port. I mean, hallelujah. And, um, yeah, and your uh, other USB-C on the side. And on the back, I noticed, hoo, 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 it's got a SIM card tray. So that means I can set it up with oh,
0: internet nice. on the move.
2: Wow, um, that is cool. That is and a I nice just say, machine. we're not sponsored by Lenovo, by the way. This is genuinely... I, I I've after so many years of using the cheaper laptops, which, by the way, you know, performance-wise, were fine, but you know, they do feel how much they cost. Um, I was really impressed with the Lenovo that I got from you. The uh, I think it's a ThinkPad P43s or something. Yeah, um, I, I yeah. think they do make really nice laptops. Yeah, well, you've also got the Legion there, haven't
1: you? You've got a Legion, I which have, is a gaming yes.
2: one. And I'll be honest, I haven't really. Handled that one very much. It's set up here under the desk. Uh, using uh, yeah, well, yes. I mean, it's got a thirty seventy Nvidia RTX graphics card in there. The laptop version. I mean, yeah, you know, more power than I could possibly ever use, and I don't game obviously <laughs> anymore, so mm. it's kind of wasted on me. But the laptop itself is really nice. You know, it's a gaming laptop more than anything else. But uh, again. It's got a great keyboard on it and it just performs really no stuttering
1: or anything. It just works. It's great. I've tried lots of different laptops over the years. I've tried. I mean, I I remember my first laptop was a Sony VAIO, which was good at the time. They're quite nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a great machine at the time. But, you know, it was one of those devices where, you know, I mean, gorgeous machine and the, the design was incredible on it. I mean, it was way ahead of its time. But, you know, the company just seemed to fall away from doing Sony VAIO in the end. And yes. they were really popular for a long time. And then, uh-huh. you know, that kind of moved away. And then it was Toshiba. I remember getting Toshiba. I had a great Toshiba laptop for years, which was the kind of really the, the, the heart of my work at the time. When I, was start, when I started working in radio, I yeah. used it all the time. Satinites. And it burnt out. It literally yeah. just burnt out. And that was it. I couldn't do any more with it. And then I moved on to Dell. And Dell, my first one was a Latitude D six thirty, I think it was, which was like a really you know business type machine, um, really nice, sturdy. Again, I've never used a Dell, not a laptop. Have you not? No, never used one. They're very. I mean, the, the business laptops, the Vostros, the the Latitudes, uh, they are. You know, there's uh, well, the Optiplex is the desktop, but there are you know different types. You can get the very good machines and solid machines again. Um, you know, what happened was that they moved into this market where you you had now the Latitudes, which are much more... It's not Latitude anymore, is it? I can't remember the name. Maybe it is, but I can't remember what the consumer version name of it is. <clears throat> There's another name they have yeah, for um, them. Yeah, I'm racking my brains. I can't remember now. Yeah, I can't remember now either, but it's... Um, oh, that's going to irritate me. But, yeah, anyway, they have a, their <sighs> consumer line, which is essentially Latitude, and uh, they have the XPS. Uh, they would call it more pro... At range. Uh, they do have a higher range than that, which is precision, which is probably the best range they have. If you want really solid machines, but you're talking a lot of money for those. And again, they are kind of aimed at the creatives. They're aimed at the video editors. They're aimed at you know the gaming you know creators, the coders, you know all those yeah, kind of people. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean the, the Dell consumer line. If I'm totally honest, is good. Inspiron. That's it. Inspiron. Oh, well um, done. It, yes, it came back. down it was in something. Yes. Inspiron. So Dell Inspiron and Dell XPS—they are the sort of consumer lines. They're very good, but you know, to me, it is more style over substance. And that's not to say they're not good machines underneath. I agree, but I think the style just kind of gets in the way a little bit. I've always
2: wanted one of the XPS range. I mean, I think they're beautiful machines, and actually, they were quite powerful as well. Mm. Oh yeah, I mean the the
1: substance is good.
2: Yeah, but I mean price wise you know you are paying for that form factor uh, i got to say though since the move to uh, you know not that the whole range has moved that way but you know replacing the function keys with the uh, uh, ah yeah, yeah the yeah, touch bar that. like um
1: yeah that's that, that's a no go for me straight away that's that's what will spell the end of any you know any association but in saying that you know i can't speak and this is it's not unlike apple it's unlike even smartphones in this range because when you think about laptops, you know there are so many different laptops under the, you know, under the banner under the range. Yes. That they sell. So you, you know, you would never say I'm not a Dell person anymore because that doesn't make any sense. There's lots of products you might well use. I mean, I'll tell you one product which I think has stood me well and fun. And funnily enough, I haven't mentioned it on the show yet, but I will mention it. I actually bought myself a monitor for my PC, and it's a 19-inch monitor from Dell, but it's Ancient. I mean, it's really old. I got it on eBay, and it's it's reused. And I got it for like twenty dollars, thirty dollars, something like that. And it's it's one of the square ones. It's not even widescreen.
2: Yeah, what's that? Four point nine? Is it something? Something like that? that, Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I got it because I didn't care for anything else. I just needed a screen, and I just needed to be something that if somebody needs to be able to see the screen, they can. I'm not really caring about it. It sits off all the time. But you know, I just also thought about. Space, You know, how much space do these monitors It's You it's to 22, 24-inch monitors. They take up a lot of room. And what I've been they able do. to do is actually have this little 19-inch monitor. It's kind of just a little bit bigger than or a little bit wider than my Roadcaster Pro, but it sits in front of it there, uh, or behind, I should say, behind the Roadcaster, and I've got my, my keyboard in front. And it's a really narrow, tight, neat little setup. And, you know, it does the job fine for me. You know, I've got the screen on when I need it to, which is basically just to check I can... You know, all I can really see on the screen is what's going on in terms of you know something happening. Usually, something crashes or something. You think, mm, yeah, yeah. Can I get a sense of whether or not this is even doing anything or not? But I can't read anything on it. But that's the point. I don't care about that. So you're know, having a big sometimes. fancy monitor. Yeah, exactly. Seeing AI can. And, <laughs> I used that a few times. And, and, but these monitors, right? Even though I'm talking like thirty dollars to buy this, you know, it's still a really good monitor and they'll last for a long time. And that's the that's the point. I think the older Dell stuff was better than the newer Dell stuff in some cases.
2: Yeah. I have got to say that I think laptops in general have improved from what they used to be. I, I mean, I like I say I used, used to buy the cheaper cheaper end ones, you know, 300, 400, 500 dollar ones. Um, especially for the kids when they were going through school, you know, Asus, Acer, those sort of ones. And they were fine, but you know, 3 years, 4 years and they start to show the cracks literally on them. <laughs> so, yeah. absolutely. Um, but I think the biggest thing that happened to laptops was the, the introduction of SSD. I mean, the the performance just right through the roof. Mm -hmm. And also, I've got to say, I love the USB-C charging because I've got so many of those power bricks in a bag, you know, for various different laptops, and not all of them fit, and Mm -hmm. some only work with that. Absolute nightmare. USB-C charging and and power supply on the latest uh, laptops. It's a game changer, right? You can use
1: whatever you want. It's fantastic. And I think when I sent you that laptop, that Lenovo one, I sent you a docking station, didn't I?
2: Yeah, did you that? did. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah,
1: yeah. And and that, again, I mean, you know, the, the great thing there is, because it's USB-C, you can plug it straight in. All the, the power is connected to it. You know, all the power of the dock is through that as well. If you had yeah. a monitor, it would all be connected through. You know, there's lots more opportunity with USB-C. I mean, even some laptop, mon- or sorry, um, monitors now, have USB power delivery coming through the USB-C. And some of those monitors have got speakers in them. Some of them have got a webcam in them. They're not all brilliant, but, you know, I've got a Dell one here, which is, actually, I don't use it anymore, but it's a Dell 27, which my wife used for a while. And that one was, you know, really good because, you know, you had the USB-C cable to the USB-C going straight into the Surface Pro and you were getting power. Everything yeah. was going through it, just one cable. Um, you know, but it's, it's it's one of those things, where, and, and not only that, you know, I mentioned before, you've got that U Green charger, that yes. um, we, you ended up with because I ended up having a spare one in Canada because of our, our carry on there lost luggage, lost yes. luggage. Thanks, Jane. Um, <laughs> but yeah, because of that, I had this green charger that was spare. Now that you could plug your Lenovo laptop into that, and yeah, it'll it is charge currently
2: it. powering that uh, powering powering. me. powering that. Yeah, and as you said, you could you could
1: power actually two. Yes. of those with that. Yeah, it's, it is it is good. No, it's absolutely brilliant. But no, you're right. I mean, look, we're not we're not sponsored by Lenovo. We're not sponsored by anybody. But you know, the point is that you know, Lenovo have very kindly sent me this is the only machine I've ever got from from a well, yeah. It's not. There's probably the only one I've got to keep from a company like that. <laughs> uh, so I really do appreciate Lenovo sending it. But you know, it is actually a, a machine that I would have bought anyway, I, and I've proven that before. The <laughs> I have, yes, you know, bought absolutely. Um yes. but I actually the, the reason I say it's good karma is because I had sent one to you and I'd sent one to some of our other team. Uh, Well, two to actually to our other team Um, I was bereft of Lenovo in my life So that is now fixed And And they were all bought
2: and paid for ones as well Yes, they were Yes, absolutely That was the ones we got from the guy, remember? Yes, Uh, wow, are
1: we saying that?
2: Uh, Yeah, let's leave that there Well,
1: we did, well, I mean, it was nothing dodgy about it He he got (laughs) a truckload of them from somewhere Uh, I assume he bought them in (laughs) I don't know, what it? I know? Really,
2: just leave that there Yeah, okay,
1: fine they were great. If anyone was listening from Lenovo, I know nothing about what happened. <laughs> but no, seriously, great machines. And you know the thing is with the ThinkPads. I mean, you know, not, that's not the consumer range, right? That's the business range, I would say. And you know, you're not going to find those at Best Buy. Um, but you will find other great products. I mean, Le- Legion is the gaming one, which is a solid machine. Um, oh, it, it's a beast. That it that's is the only a beast. Thing, though
2: it, it, it does have its own power supply because those graphics cards they just drink electricity i Isn't mean like it, 300 watt power supply it's, yeah it's it's incredible it probably costs more than it costs me to run my entire home for a day just <laughs> just this thing i've tried to turn the graphics card off and lower it as much as i can but uh yeah it's got a pretty pretty
1: hefty power brick on that one there's no real value in a graphics card for us as i was trying to think is there some value somewhere does it do anything but yeah not really
2: it does not really. I mean, you, you know, you're better off just running off the, the, the onboard graphics because unless you're gaming and a th- you know, the NVIDIA 3070 that's in this one is just way overkill. I have looked into there's some um, using the uh, CUDA cores, as they're known, the little computer chips on the graphics card. Ooh, you can poor. do some really cool artificial intelligence audio on the fly, real time audio suppression You know, like a noise gate, but really, really high quality. Mm. But it's it's more for you can only use it in specific situations, like streaming through you know Nvidia things. So it's not sort of general. So other than no, to be quite honest, yeah, we
1: don't need it. So. Because this <clears throat> this is a really weird thing, right? So this happened when I got this monitor. Now the PC I use, the, the one that I use every day, that really is my my main driver, might be replaced by the Lenovo eventually. But to be honest, this is going to be used on the road, I think, because I'm going to be getting back out there a bit more. And I know I love my MacBook, and I have loved my MacBook, but you know, I I got to be honest, I've I'm back in with the PC, and just getting stuff done has been so much more enjoyable recently. And I feel just really quick at things, you know, getting a lot of stuff done. And audio editing, having, you know, that really is, is where I'm doing all my audio editing. And that's what I'm doing mainly. So going back and forward between different machines is absolutely fine in the home. But when you're out there, you're thinking, right, what do I have that is going to do the job in the most accessible way for me? And for me personally, it's now the PC. And it kind of always was. I think I was always in that frame of mind. So you know what I've noticed you, a, a big change
2: with you since you learned Audacity? Mm you you've really sort of embraced it again because i feel like you were you know you've you love audio editing uh, and it feels like you've got back into it it feels like you sort of left it alone for the longest time because i know you were struggling with an old old version of audition yeah and sort of making making do with that but now you've you've, you know you can multi-track
1: edit on uh,
2: audacity i've seen you you really dive back into
1: it I mean, now, you know, just throwing projects together, you know, pulling up five tracks, editing them, cutting bits out, you know, moving audio around and learning as I go. I mean, you and I, I've got to say, you've been fantastic at this because, you know, I'll call you up and say, you know, how do I do this? And, you know, that's how I learn. I learn by in the moment. You know, yeah, I need exactly. to know how to do this. Yeah. So, how can I turn this into a clip so I can just get to it? And funny enough, that clip thing you showed me in Audacity, which is a little bit—I know this is a little bit internal because no one knows what we're talking about—unless you use Audacity. But you know, when you're editing audio, you've got that big, you know, big stretch of waveform, and you can splice it up essentially into different bits of audio. You know, that alone has saved me so much time. And it's also meant I'm able to move around and, and select audio quicker, select specific audio rather than the whole tracking. You know, it's just these little things you learn along the way that make the whole process faster. And it, it it's funny that it's funny you say that because in the last couple of weeks, just with all the work we've been doing on the, you know, getting the the, the big best off together, which we're looking forward to starting next week, Yeah, you know, that has been quite a lot of work involved in getting that audio together, and being able to do it, and you know, do it quickly. I think if I had to do that last year, I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much because I think I'd have felt everything was like treading through treacle.
2: No, absolutely. And hey, look, I, I barely touch any edits anymore. You know, you. Uh, I used to do yeah, well, hands the hands-on edit edit on the show was <laughs> amazing, but. No, but you, and that's you know, only because like, I enjoy
1: it. That is just it. I'm exactly, really enjoying it. You know, it's exactly like this is great right. fun. And,
2: and once you get to that, you know, over that initial "oh, I'm, I'm totally lost. This is all new to me." Once you get over that, after a few days, you know, and and you you realize you can be quick doing it. It's you, you can't get enough of it. You really
1: get the bug. Well, it's funny, you know. I know people get in, you know get in touch with us all the time, and we'll say you know they'll hear us talk like this, and they'll say, "God, you know." I, I don't feel so silly now because I kind of felt the same way or I felt like, wow, that you know, you know, you have a moment, something happens and it can be the smallest thing. It could be learning how, you know, a keyboard command and suddenly you just feel like you've unlocked to the next level. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> like I'm, I'm through and you can just kind of then power on and do stuff. And, you know, to people who are blind who've been doing this for their whole lives and, you know, they totally get it. That's great. But, you know, in a way it's very different for someone who's losing vision to go through the process of relearning because you're you're relearning what to do and at the same time you're learning how to do it in a totally different way yeah absolutely. and and that's difficult to kind of grasp you know and yeah. any kind of anything at all that makes you just feel like wow like you're leaping up and down in your chair going I can do this now and it's quicker and it's better <laughs> and it means nothing to anybody else. No, no. Anybody else walks in the room and you say, you'll never believe what I would find out how to do today. And they're like, okay, that sounds so small and minuscule and irrelevant to my life. But it's like, but to me, it's the biggest thing. And I think that's important to hold on to because that helps you power on and it helps us move on to the next level and helps us do more stuff. You know, whatever it might be, sending an email, editing a, a piece of audio, you know, a lot of people out there want to make their own podcasts and the technology's there now. You know, it really is. It's yep, Audacity's a great project. And I, I think that uh, I just wish they'd put some more effort into the Mac side because that was the one thing that pulled me back really to the PC. I agree. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And it's a shame because it used to be
2: totally accessible on the Mac yeah, you know, a few was. generations ago, but um, sadly that, that's moved
1: away a little bit. But hopefully they'll still work on it. The only way, I guess, if I really wanted to use the old version, and this is what I didn't want to do, I I kind of thought about it, because I've got an old Mac Mini from like 2014, I think. And I was thinking, well, you know, that's not running the latest Apple OS for that particular machine. So I could probably just set it up as an Uh, Audacity uh, Audacity editing machine. But you run into so many problems there. back to
2: your same situation you were with using that old version of Audition. And And you're you're not not learning. learning. That's something else I want to get into. And I'm going to take this up in the new year. I'm going to, I'm going to keep on at Adobe. I, f- I still find it absolutely ridiculous that they're at the position they are, and there is absolutely seemingly, I, I don't know, allegedly, I'm going to say, nothing being put into accessibility in something which is almost industry leading for if, if employment in in the audio industry, uh, Adobe edition, and yet. The accessibility, I'm gonna say it's absolutely terrible if, if there at all. It's it's not good enough. Absolutely. Well, if you not can't good even enough. get
1: to a menu. Or you can you know, on a Mac you're lucky because you can get to the, the top menu, you know, and yeah, yeah. the top bar and a lot of features are in there. But the, the problem is this is fundamental stuff. Like if you want to open a file, good luck. Because the dialogue box doesn't speak. Or if you want to save a file, <laughs> yes. it won't speak. If you want to, you know, you know, run an effect on a track, it's not accessible. The, you know, the whole, all you can basically do at, at the latest stage, anyway, is you can set up some keyboard commands to do some bits. But it, it's like it's like it's being told enough. you can only drive a car if. Well, I, I don't know if this is a good analogy or not. It probably isn't. Um, but you know, it's like being told to drive a car while sitting in the boot without the keys. Um, you know, it's like you can get into the car, but yeah, you can't you can do there. anything <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, and you're lucky to get back out again. You know, that's the problem. And it
2: just isn't good enough. Not at this stage. It absolutely it isn't. isn't good. Enough. Not, not the company. When, the when size a
1: project are. like Audacity that is free. Yes. That is free that you can go off and you can download that you can. I mean, And I don't know if we can support these people. Can we support these people? Can we donate money to them? How does it work? Yeah no I don't think so I think it is just open source just, just people doing it That's amazing I mean it really I mean is. there's
2: also of course and we got to mention it because it is getting uh, just as popular it is Reaper yes and that's a good point yeah the reaper guys and that is accessible both on Mac and on Windows we've a little bit of tinkering with the uh, the, the accessory there but uh, I mean it's it's so good and so powerful as well plus you can edit video on it which I didn't
1: know before yeah, I mean, the video editing thing is interesting as well. That's about bit the last thing that holds me to the Mac. I mean, it, it's not the only thing, but it's, it is one of the last things. I'll be honest, uh, and this is going to shock you when I say this, but since setting up the PC and since having everything running here and using CleanFeed and using Audacity and using all the tools we're now using, um, I have my MacBook sitting to my left. And do you know what I do with it? What? I do one thing, which is to convert videos to audio. If I have a video file, I need it in audio. I use that because there's a program on there I use. And that's it. That's all I've done with it. Wow. You know Nothing. you can
2: just load um, you know, video files straight into Audacity.
1: Well, I've tried that. That didn't go so well. We'll <laughs> talk right. about that another time. <laughs> but, um, but that is something which is, uh, yeah, that was on my mind I mean, you can just edit well. the audio. I mean,
2: it just discards the video. Yeah, that's what I Yeah, I just
1: want the video. I mean, it's, it's oftentimes it's like, you know, we get something on Double Tap TV, an interview. And I think, well, I'd like to kind of grab a clip of that. So, you know, I, I want to load up the file, but I don't want the video. I just want the audio, right? So I want to edit that. And and for, for us, that's what we would do. And um, yeah, that's one thing that I, I use it for. But that's all. work on that. But then video editing, that's the big one. So if you do want to video edit, yes, Reaper's an option, but I'd have to go and learn that. And okay, that's not impossible, but that's a consideration. Final Cut is actually pretty... Pretty easy to use. I mean, it's fully accessible, which is brilliant. And I will say, you know, we are going to talk more about this because we got the question from Danny, I think it was, who said to us, you know, hey, look, I would love to learn more about video editing. Yes. How do you do it? Yes. Um, I yes, would you love can to know some. IPhone, but sorry, I would love to know
2: some Windows options, accessible Windows that's options. That's what I want to know.
1: Yeah, that's exactly, exactly what I want to know. And I have put the question out there on Blind Twitter and I get very little response. I think Clip Champ. Is that the one that people talk about? I think. Oh, that, right, I honestly don't know. I haven't really
2: looked into it. I used to use Premiere back in the day, but that was not that was using you know magnification and everything. I couldn't use it now. It purely screenless yeah, video editing really, yeah. is, is, is what I need to know.
1: Well, interesting. Anyway, look, stick around. We're going to talk more because uh, you know the, the the show goes on after this. I mean, you know, it's not it? my idea; someone else's. Uh, but uh. the show carries on after the break, so uh, we will be on the show. So that's kind of how it works. Um, oh, can uh, I just say because you did ask me? No, I haven't bought any Christmas presents yet. Oh, that I did ask you that twenty minutes ago, didn't I? <laughs> yes, well done. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I'm glad we got the answer. I mean, honestly, Sean, how long does it take? Uh, stick around. This is Double
0: Tap. Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at DoubleTapOnAir.com. We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Double Tap and uh, Sean and I today we're kind of getting into the festive spirit uh, by talking about laptops and... uh
2: Adobe editing? Edition,
1: yeah, and Audacity. and yeah, Happy Adobe, Christmas! Yeah. Welcome to the Tech Show. That's what we ah. do here. Um, listen, I wanted to, speaking of tech, because I know that's unusual for us to do this, but I thought I'd mention um, Philip's Hue today, because uh, I, oh, I've been having here he oh, what a lot of fun. Br- honestly. Brace
2: yourselves, everyone. I've oh. heard
1: this story, and um,
2: well, I haven't heard the story, what I've heard is, oh, these are great. Oh, I've just sold this, and this is great. So, uh,
1: yeah, I can't wait for this story. Yeah, so that's kind of the story, really. Thanks for uh, destroying it. Um, Grinch that stole Christmas over here. Um, yeah, tech Grinch. Uh, yeah, well, that, that is basically it. You know, I, I got the Philips Hue uh, bulbs. I got a load of them over the course of the year, just been buying them, bits and bobs over the years. Years ago,
2: up. we talked about this in the sh- on the show Ages ago, when you brought the uh, Philips shoe and you brought the Trad Free,
1: I believe they were called, from yeah, Ikea. Yeah, well, Trad Free was the ones I bought at the free. beginning. Trad Free. Yes. Uh, that's the ones that had meatballs. Meatball lights from Ikea. Yes, the meatball lights is what I bought. Of and, course. Um, yeah, I wish they were shaped like meatballs. That, that would actually be pretty. Come on, Ikea. That is an idea. You could have a lamp that looks like a meatball. That's terrible. No, I think there's something in that. Okay, there is. I isn't. want meatballs now. Um, anyway, so... Yes, the... Uh, what was I talking about? Phillips Hue. Yes, Sorry, so I, I had the Trad Free. I was thinking you got me talking about food, <laughs> so that's it. It is gone. But no, I, I got the Tradfree bulbs originally, and they were fine, because, you know, it's not all you can do with them. It's just basic, you know, this colour temperature of, you know, white or a, a little bit more white or a little bit less white or a little bit kind mm-hmm. of yellowy white. I don't white. understand and temperatures. I just get that. It was all white, you know, so it was like, okay, yes. whatever. There's no colour in it. And I don't... I, I think they do colour changing bulbs now of much wider spectrum but it doesn't really well first off i've bought all the bulbs so you know i'm gonna go through all that again they're not color changing ones the ones you've got oh no no. just white temperature that's it that's all they do so you can have a kind of more cool white or uh what's the soft white whatever they call it um but yeah so anyway i was kind of getting fed up with them and you know every time i had a problem with the network at home they would all just fall off the network. So they just fall off the network, the app would, wouldn't work properly, and to get them all back up and running again, you'd have a remote control and go through the each and every single bulb, hold up <sighs> a remote control within two inches of it, press in a little button, wait for it all to connect, and do this every single time with every single bulb, which I've got 36 around the home. And I'm Why? like, right, no, nah, screw this. So I was getting a bit fed up with it, and I decided let's get something else. And Philips Hue came to mind, and it was only because I know Philips bulbs are incredibly good and they last a long time, you know. And, and in fairness, so do these IKEA bulbs, but you know, the, the Philips ones I know for a fact last a long time. I bought bulbs for my old house. We. (laughs) This is such a bad story, really, when you think about it. But we got the bulbs, we put them into the spare room we were going to use as an office in the house, and then we decided to move house. And I'm thinking, these bulbs cost a lot of money. They weren't smart bulbs at the time. They were just regular Phillips bulbs, but they were good bulbs, you know, really good lighting. And and I thought, you know, I'm I'm not taking these. So I bought the cheapest, nastiest downlighting bulbs I could find and took all the bulbs out, replaced (sighs) them all, and brought my phillips bulbs with me to this house where they have been there and we've been in this house almost 10 years and they're still going strong not one bulb has has blown so you know that says a lot about the longevity of them um it also probably tells me that the company's gonna be out of business in a few months because you <laughs> yes. know that can't go on surely they need to go at some point um but you know okay so look i'm kind of hoping that the smart ones have got a similar life in them and um yeah, I decided to get different ones. I actually have got a couple of different types of Philips Hue lamps around the house already. So we had uh, the wellness lamp, which, to be perfectly honest, is the biggest waste of money ever. I mean, it's a bulb, essentially, mm. in, a, in a case with the word Philips written on it. But frankly, it's just a lamp like any other.
2: Is that one of the sunrise ones? It's yes. meant to simulate natural sunrise. It, it is, but... Great if you suffer from sad right seasonal, seasonal
1: effectiveness disorder yeah and, and a yes. lot of people do and and especially living in Scotland where we'd live that way the whole time because we live in Scotland yes um and we're continually miserable it's enough to make you sad yes exactly so uh, scottish <laughs> effectiveness disorder i believe is what it's called here um so <laughs> Um, but yeah, look, I mean, the, the wellness thing is great. But the truth is that no, the it's lamp not. itself, no, it is. It's a brilliant feature. I've used it. And I actually find it as incredible. I'm not affected by that. But I do find the lamp coming on okay. and then gradually waking me up. It's quite nice. Yeah. Um, however, it's just a bulb that's doing the work. The bulb itself is what you're buying. So the bulb costs like $30. The lamp costs $120. And you're like, but hang on the lamp doesn't do anything because it's just a a lamp. There's nothing smart about the lamp. It's the bulb in the lamp that makes it smart. So any lamp, you can just put this bulb into and run through the setting on your device. You could have any device do this. So that's pretty, anyway, that's an aside. But the point is... You know, there are lots of different types of lamps you can get. I've got color changing ones in my office. So I tend to like the color red. It keeps everything just nice for me. It doesn't affect me too much visually. So. Romantic. And yeah. it's very romantic as well. Yeah, it also looks, course. you know, like I'm in Amsterdam most of the time. I yes. keep expecting a knock at the door and an offer of very little money. Um, <laughs> but.
2: Why um, <laughs>
1: For me, I mean. Um but uh yeah, so essentially <laughs> Merry Christmas everybody. Um why it's why? a time of giving. But uh so you know, yeah, we've got the smart bulbs, got them put in and yeah, the app, first off, brilliantly accessible, was able to add devices so easily. Literally just plug them in, you go into the Philips Hue app. I bought the Philips Hue Bridge, which is really important for me anyway, because I want to connect everything to that, and it means then I can connect my smart speakers. I could have my Amazon Echo. I can also have Siri connected to it as well. Not so much for Siri, but more so I've got control over the lights on my phone. So, you know, when you're out and about, you've got that control. And in the house, you can use Lady A, and you can talk to the bulbs, and you can change the, you know, dim them, turn them on, whatever you need to do. Um, So that's all cool. The bridge helps you do that. Otherwise, if you connect them directly without using, which you can do, you can connect them directly to the Amazon Echo, but that's it. That's all you'll be able to do, and you'll lose a lot of the functionality that you would get if you use the Philips Hue uh, app. For example, there are a lot of color controls and color scenes. I don't have the color bulbs. Again, I just went for the white, regular white, the white cheap. ambience they call them. It's <laughs> a the cheap option, yeah. Um, and you know, I kind of, and I'll be honest. I kind of wish now. If had I known what this app was capable of, I kind of wish I'd bought the color bulbs. Because you know what? I, the, the yeah, capability no, I, is incredible. I get that. I
2: get that. But you know how often you actually use a different colour? is so rare.
1: Well, you say that, right? You do say that. But actually, um, when you go into the app, so if you go in, there's lots of different scenes. And um, what I find really, really interesting is, if you say you go in, any, wherever you go, whatever one it is, you can go into the scene gallery. And there are tons of things in there. But they have, like, Winter holidays at the moment, snow sparkle, jolly, under the tree. And now, oh, that's now, nice. What you have to understand is that what that is doing is if you have lights, lots of different spotlights, it's going to make them all turn different colours to give you a scene, right? So it's going to make it look like you're inside an advent calendar or outside in the snow or, you know, inside a Christmas tree or whatever it is you wish to feel like you are doing, Um, inside a christmas tree you can live inside a christmas tree
2: for me (laughs) too close to the hedge don't push me i'm close to the hedge.
1: you can also have savannah sunset ruby glow golden pond it sounds um, nice tropical twilight um you know party vibes and that's the other thing of course these lights are more than just lights they can interact they can react to the world around them so if you have music on you could have like a disco going um, you know, you could have it where, you know, the lights are kind of bouncing, you know, to the music. It's cool, is quite it's cool. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do with it. Now, that's with the app. That's really important to say that. So, you know, if you just connect, if you buy a Philips bulb, you connect it via the Echo, you're not going to get those kind of functionalities. At least, I don't think you can, um, because the, the Amazon app doesn't give you any other options than just Ooh. basically turn it on or off.
2: You're right. And sorry. Just, and color just
1: park, and dimming, of course.
2: Park that for just one second. I'm going to throw a question out to our listener. Hello beautiful listeners, I've got the Nest thermostat and I can't find a way to turn it on setting a routine through the Lady A app. Am I missing something? The only thing you can set is the temperature, but if it's already off and you set the temperature, it doesn't turn it on. So um, yeah, anyone know how to do that? I want to turn the heating on for an hour, wait. So obviously turn it on, wait for an hour and then turn it off. Is there a way to do that? Email feedback at doubletaponair.com. Let me know. Sorry
1: okay, there we go. I feel, I feel like we'd stopped for an ad for um, I don't know some kind of <laughs> I was internet to service the
2: other day because I've got now got a smart meter, so I know exactly how much the heating is costing me, mm. so I just want it to turn on for an hour or two and then turn itself off, and there is no way in the lady a app to set that off well ah, turn- uh, no, hang on, don't you have a nest app though? you do, yes, yes, you can do it through there though the scheduling isn't particularly accessible mm, and okay. the point is, I just want to shout out to the lady a turn on you know, know. for an hour to turn on for an hour and, and
1: it, it does it but i can't find a way to do that okay well we'll see what people can buy it with Thank it's our you. wonderful Sorry, audience no more than us yes. uh but no so yeah the, the the bulb thing is great you know it really is and setting them up is easy like i say plugging them in once you've got the bridge set up which i mean honestly this could not be simpler i you know go into the app it says you know what do you want to do add a bridge and i said yes and it said press the big button on the top there's a big massive Ooh, like button and I pressed the big button, and it said connected, and it was, that was it. That was literally Gorgeous. it. Um, and it's hardwired in, so you have to Ethernet it to your router or you know switch or whatever you've got. And that was really really simple. So once you've done that, then you can start adding your bulbs. And I was kind of thinking because I had the IKEA Tradfree experience of every single bulb having to be connected individually, I thought, okay, actually that's what kind of put me off. If I'm honest, that's what took me so long to to get it done. But yeah. I put in, say, I think in the hall, there's like five lights upstairs. So I thought, I'll put the five in and we'll just see how that goes. And um, I put the five in and I go into the app and it says add device. And there's two options. You can use a serial number. So if you have a situation where it doesn't register for whatever reason, you can... And actually, that's really handy if it's already paired. Like I had my Philips Hue already connected, to my um, desk lamp one already connected to Amazon Echo. I was able just to put the uh, serial number in and it would just kind of take over it and say, okay, I've got it now. And it would just Mine. reset yeah. it for you um, and make it available to you. So that was cool. But yeah, so I, I go in, I just hit add device and I waited and it started counting one, two, three, four, five. And then I, once it said five, I knew that's what I've put in. So I said, yep, go through the process. It, it flashed each one to tell me that it was connected. And then I would just go through the process of then adding it to a group. Uh, I created the group upstairs hall and you know, put the you know lights in that group. And that was it. And then at that point, I added a motion sensor as well. That was fun, you know, so I was able to add a motion sensor. And before I had the motion sensor, I found it wasn't very good at motion sensing, which wasn't ideal for a motion sensor. Um, You'd come into the hall and you're (laughs) kind of waving your arms around going, come on. Jump up, down, I'm here. Honestly, now I just open the door. And as I'm opening the door, the light's coming on. So it's instant. It's picking up really quickly. But also... It's got a nice fade to it, so the light fades up really quickly, which is cool. It doesn't fade away entirely. You have this little where it drops down to like a dim and then goes off, which yeah, is kind of cool. nice, because it means if you're still in the hall, <laughs> you're sitting there, or maybe you're talking to someone and the lights just go off. That's quite annoying. So obviously, you don't have that. Um but I think that the the thing for low vision people to be aware of is, and this is where I think that Philips Hue maybe comes into its own. Others may do this, but I've only tried Philips Hue, so I can only talk about that. Um, it does have, it, it seems the ability, and maybe there's, the motion sensor is playing its part here more than I'm realising, but, you know, the lights don't come on during the day. So that's interesting from a, you know, saving money point of view because the lights aren't coming on all the time. Of they course, did yeah. with the previous ones. Yeah. They were always coming on. Uh, Which I just took to be well, it's if it senses motion, it'll turn the lights on. But this is smarter than that. It's realising that there's light outside, so it doesn't need that. But for example, in the hall upstairs, which doesn't have a window, they will come on. So Ah, you know, it senses the you know, it's not just about the time of day, light detection. Yeah, it's picking up the light detection. But not only that, it's not bringing up the temperature of the lights to one hundred percent during the day. It recognises how much light there is in the room and it's giving you enough added light to complement that existing light. So it means that as you walk through your home at different times of the day and night, so for example, three o'clock in the morning, you open your bedroom door, you walk into the hall, you do not want to be blasted with light. But what it will do instead is it will just turn on a nice gentle light for you. And you don't (sighs) have to control that. You don't have to say, you know, change that. You can, of course, shout out, you know, brighten the hall to 100 if you wanted it to you don't have to do that. So that's the kind of smart nature of this, which I think I, I didn't really appreciate how good these bulbs were going to be um, because of those kind of features. I mean, I'm thinking now that this is perfect for the bathroom. It's perfect. You know, I wasn't going to put them in the bathroom, but now I'm like, I am definitely going to put them in the bathroom
2: yeah. because I because want you,
1: that feature in there as well. You
2: got the full range of features with the Philips Hue app. That's, yeah. that's the difference. Exactly. And that's the thing that hopefully is going to change when Matter gets fully um, rolled out because you should be able to use all those features on on any app, Homekit or whatever it is. now, hopefully I say there's <laughs> no guarantee, but that is one of the promises that instead of having seventeen different smart home apps or all your different brands and makes, Matter should make it that you could use you know the Lady A app would have full control over all the features, and the Homekit app as well uh, so that's one of the, the, the for me the best uh, benefit of Matter. And I can't wait until that's rolled out. And Philips, you, by the way, are supporting that. You will be able to update your
1: firmware for the light bulbs and the bridge. I saw a story the other day about this, actually, that Amazon Echoes are now starting to support Matter. I don't know how widespread around the world that is, but yeah. And I guess that's a feature that will roll out over time. Um, It does seem that most of the, the big tech companies, I'm thinking, you know, Philips, Amazon, Belkin, any company, frankly, that is making connected devices is going to be adding this feature in. Um, Which, well, from an end sense. user point
2: of view, yeah, absolutely. It just works. And the thing is, the stupid thing about it is, if you had the experience you had all those years ago where it's you know, coming off the network, dropping off the network, and you can't mm-hmm. access all the features, you, you just think, oh, okay, it's a little bit clunky. You don't really get into it. But once you get it, you know, once they sort out the user interface and it works as it's meant to, it's like, wow, this is great. I want to put it everywhere, you know? So
1: And, you know, and again, I don't want to do down IKEA because for a start, you know, it's a much cheaper and much more affordable smart home option. And for a lot of people, it'll be more than enough. And I think that, you yep. know, and I, I don't know, I know they've updated the apps since I last had it. I'm sure that things have improved in terms of the hardware. I stopped using it. And I, I actually, in this room, in my little office upstairs, I still have the IKEA lights. The Tradford lights are actually still in here just now. I've got the bulbs. I just haven't changed them over. And... um it's so irritating because now I want to shout out, you know, change the temperature to this or, you know, yes. and I can't do it, you know, and I'm thinking, because these bulbs, as, as good as they are, and they are good, actually. They're not bad bulbs, but they're, I think that there's something about having nystagmus that creates a real problem with flicker. And if a bulb isn't ah. any way flickering, these aren't yes. too bad, but at lower temperatures, they they tend to be worse. So no, it you know, is an issue. If it is, is a it? bit darker, if it's a little bit dimmed, you can sometimes feel it. I don't get that at all with Philips. Even you if you it's low setting.
2: You see that option on webcam settings and, and photo, uh, normal DSLR camera mm. settings as well, the 50 hertz flicker setting. And so, yeah, there are, some, right. there are some times where you can actually pick that up yourself, like you say, if yeah. a condition like nystagmus, and it, it
1: becomes irritating. Um, I just want to give a shout out to Sonos as well, because um, Sonos sent me, honestly, I feel like it's Christmas. They sent me a, a Sonos Ray. Uh, soundbar, which What's going on? I know it's like these people are being nice to me, I'm not <sighs> spending money, it's ridiculous. Okay, yeah, it's actually quite nice. Uh, well, but you've yeah, yes. spent enough to be fair I, over, I, I the think I <laughs> over the years, I've bought <laughs> enough over the years. I think I've got more Sonos kit than you know, the, 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 they pay me back now. Uh, but yeah, they sent me the Sonos Ray soundbar. Now, I have to tell you, we were amazed when we pulled this out of the box how tiny this thing is. Uh, how and tiny is it? Is it the size of a Pringles tube? It is slightly bigger than a Pringles. The box itself is pretty large, and it, get, it did not give it away. Um, I would say it's the size... Now, what is the size of it? What would you say? It's maybe the size... Oh, now you get me thinking. I am terrible <laughs> at this. Let's just say one and a half Pringles tubes. Is that a, is that a fair... That's quite big, I think. I think so. I, maybe it yeah. maybe not as big as that, but it's, it's roughly that okay. kind of size, I think. All right. Um, but, you know, in terms of... Soundbars, which generally were ve- they started off very long. I mean, like you know, we're talking a yard for this thing. You know, I mean, it's it's not right. anywhere near as big as that. Um, and of course, it doesn't have a sub- subwoofer with it either. You could you can add them. You've now got the sub mini as an option to buy, but I, I don't have that. And this is for a, a back bedroom, so I'm really not that bothered about that. This is basically Sonos selling a slightly cheaper um, soundbar, which is for. Small rooms. So, if you've got a small house or a small back bedroom, you want to put a sound bar in because the TV volume is just terrible, then you can improve with the Sonos Ray. Now, I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting much out of this. I mean, I like Sonos Kit, I know their audio quality is good, but you know, considering they've got the Arc, which is just incredible, that's their top of the line sound bar. Then they've got the beam, which I thought was the lower end one. Yes. But now they've got the ray, which is the even lower down the line one. That's the one they sent me. Thanks, honest. Um, But no, seriously, you know, thank you, because it was really interesting to try it. And today we got it hooked up. And I have to tell you, it is incredibly loud, incredibly clear as well. Bose were very good for that for a long time. If you had difficulty hearing the words in a film or the words in a movie, you know, Bose were very good at being able to isolate that, whereas you know Sonos, I think, are, are kind of kicking out of the park with that one. And we put on a couple of movies, just a couple of clips of movies to try it, and it was very, very clear. But the sound is crisp, and it's it's got a great bass to it, despite the fact this thing is just you know it's on the wall. We've got it connected to the wall. It's not like it's on the floor or sitting on a stand. It's not got that subwoofer. So yeah, we'll talk more about this in the new year. But I'm I'm really intrigued by nice. these devices. And again, the great thing is we had an installer put the TV in and, and you know put the soundbar in with it. So you know we weren't setting it up necessarily, but you know you do have that app, the Sonos app, which you'll connect this to. And if you have other Sonos kit around the home, which you know I don't really at the moment. I'm just using the smart speakers to be honest for music and stuff. They're absolutely fine. Two Amazon Echoes, you know, stereo paired is, is probably just enough for anybody. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you do have the Sonos kit, you can build into that ecosystem. So, um, yeah, I think, although they've sent me the Sonos Ray, I think it's probably going to get, an, you know, an expensive year next year, you know, me buying everything adding, else they have.
2: Adding around it, yeah. Well, Absolutely. especially
1: in the living room, I'm thinking about, you know, the arc and the, the sub and then the back speakers as well for giving that surround sound. Oh, it could be interesting. Oh. Very nice. Well done. You've had a good Christmas already. I know. I've got I've got a new soundbar. I've got my new laptop. I am happy as a pig in poop. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. So how much is the uh, Ray? Do we know? Uh, I th- Well, in the UK, it's about 279 so I think that probably equates to about $350 Canadian yeah, roughly, that's not bad. and then about, so depends on taxes, I guess. The
2: beam, but... I'm sure, was around £600 over yes. here, so around
1: $800. No, the beam was around 400 here, so 400 quid oh, here, it? Okay. so yeah, so it's a it, it kind of stage because it goes up to about 800 for the The, the arc. arc, that's um, right. So there's a kind of, it's a strange product in some ways because. It feels like it could be a great option for gamers, you know, who want really high quality audio out of their computers. Um I don't have a kit for that.
2: The built in speakers now on TVs, because they're you know, it's all about the thinness of them, that the, the speakers are or dreadful. Not, yeah, well, yeah, very they much. They're, they're all they're, dreadful. They're pretty bad. Nobody but...
1: nobody serious about watching a movie will will sit you you'll buy the panel for the picture and you'll buy a soundbar to get decent audio.
2: Yeah. I just never really looked into soundbars before, before because I always thought, well, you know, I want the surround sound. I want the separate satellites in each corner mm. of the room. But I never got around to it because it, it's just not very practical. Um, a soundbar is nice and easy. Yeah. But the I, great I'd thing like is
1: with the, the Sonos kit and other ones are the same. I know that Denon and Sony, they all have their own versions of this. I think Yamaha, Samsung, they've all got versions of it. But, you know, the great thing is that you can add to this kit. So it's like you can buy bits as you go. Start yes. with the sound bar. If you feel you want the sub, add the sub. Then, if you want the back speakers, add the back speakers. Build it up over time rather yes. than having to build this thing up all at once. So, that's good. But, of course, you know what it's like. As soon as you start buying it, you think, no oh, wonder we like, if you know, <laughs> FOMO kicks in and you want everything.
2: I'm remembering we had a listener who, who demoed some of this and talked mm. about some of this. Um, sorry, I've forgotten his name right now. But, but Alan. He was, he, oh, well done. He was blown away by it. And he
1: did the same thing, right? Buying bits at a time. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, listen, we're out of time for today. Uh, I'm not going to speak to you till next uh, week, of course, but listen, have a lovely Christmas when it comes, Mr. Priest. And, and uh, you
2: too. Happy Christmas. Yes,
1: and I will talk to you on the other side as we get ready for our seven days of 2022. That kicks in, of course, on Monday. No rest for Sean Priest at all on <laughs> Boxing Day. We will be back getting underway for a big week of programs. so join us for that. Mark's with me tomorrow, and uh, yes, we'll catch you on the other side of Christmas. Have a great one, Sean. Yes, and you and all our listeners. Happy Christmas.
0: Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-TV every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air.